Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me is my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, a couple different things that I wanted to share. First one is a shameless plug. Ken and I found out earlier this week that the Cybersecurity Awesomeness podcast had achieved 1,000 downloads. In fact, we're actually over 1,000 downloads at this point. Very, very thankful for all of you out there that are bearing with us as we learn how to do the podcasting thing and hope that it has been informational for you as we are learning and sharing the information of cybersecurity with the entire world. To that end, we have an interesting topic today. We're going to do another part of the Cybersecurity 101 series. And today we're going to talk about third-party risk management. And you may be asking yourself what third-party risk management is. In a nutshell, it is a new approach to how to focus their cybersecurity efforts. It is a better way to go. I've written and done research on it. I really like the idea of a risk-based approach to your overall cybersecurity plan, but it brings a lot of benefits. It's not probably for everybody, although if you're starting anew, maybe a risk-based approach to cybersecurity makes the most sense. And understanding how your risk profile of your organization plays with the vendors that you choose, the services that you choose, whatever have you. So that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. I wanted to start with Ken talking a little bit about what your views are on third-party risk management. So, yeah. So, first of all, a 1,000 downloads. How awesome is that? I know. See see what I did there? Yeah. Well, (laughs) I I, I absolutely love it, right? I mean, again, I know that we're going to talk about TPRM for a little bit, but I really am very, very thankful to everybody out there that is downloading our podcast and listening to what we drill on about, you know, once a week. It's important to us, obviously, but it's important to the community, too, because we get more and more followers and more and more listeners every single week. So, again, truly from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for listening to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So, so let's talk about TPRM. So, third-party risk management. I I love this concept because it is, in my opinion, the, the next logical step when it comes to cybersecurity and risk management. Now, give you a little bit of background on on my approach to uh, TPRM. When you look at software development or you look at cybersecurity implementation, configuration implementation in an organization, you typically look at that as a life cycle. And, And what I mean by that is you have a, a start of the life cycle, for example, when you, when you start developing an application and you have the the steps that you take all the way through that life cycle of which for application security that in itself is its own life cycle where you have continuous assessment where it's just a loop 
continuously going through the process of assessing and addressing the issues that you find during your assessments. Third-party risk management takes that same life cycle approach and applies it to all of your software, not just the software you develop in-house, but the, the, the software that is delivered by third-party vendors, the services that is delivered by third-party vendors, the cloud services, the, the SaaS services that is delivered by third-party vendors. All of these can be put under third-party risk management so that you have a continuous assessment life cycle where you are continuously assessing the security of that third-party implementation in your environment and how their external risk and threat posture affects you. Great points. And I go so far to say is that we are all, or, or hopefully we are all aware of some of the major breaches that have happened over the last couple of years. One of the ones that got a lot of people's attention was solar winds and, and how a breach like that ends up taking and impacting everybody. Not, not only how you interact with your the vendors that you share data with, so on and so forth, but then the vendors that are actually controlling your environments and in controlling your systems. And how do you take and prepare for that kind of potential breach? How do you vet that kind of vendor when you are basically handing them the keys to the kingdom saying, please manage my environment, act as a partner in my environment and help me get through these things. Then all of a sudden they have that kind of breach. So in your mind, Ken, what, what are some things that we can do to, to prepare for that kind of thing, thinking about third-party risk and understanding that no matter how you deal with a third party, they are always going to represent some amount of risk. Every single person that you deal with, every vendor that you deal with, every software package that you have, everything that your company does on a daily basis comes with risk. Some of those risks are extremely negligible, but some of them are, are very significant, especially when you consider the amount of access that you're giving to a third-party vendor that has to be reconciled and dealt with within your environment. So how do you how do you deal with some of those kind of things? Well, you know, and that's you know that's really the million-dollar question, isn't it? But I think that the the answer in that is really going to initially lie in going back to the basics of the principle of least privilege. You know, for example, if you have a monitoring solution that is responsible for simply monitoring the up and down status of all of your services across your enterprise, I know that it's so easy to just grant that monitoring service administrative access. But the problem is if you grant administrative access, it now has control over those services. It can modify those services even if it's not designed to, if that software gets compromised, it has that capability. So, so the first the first step is going to be we need to, and this is something that needs to be done across the whole industry. I think we need to we need to take a step back and rein in some of those permissions and make sure they aren't excessive. And if that involves creating new security groups that that grant just specialized permissions of hey, I only want you to have read access to the status of these services or what have you, then it, we're going to have to put in the legwork. We're going to have to do that kind of work if we're going to take the initial steps to fix this problem. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I, I said, I've done some research on this. I, One of the vendors that's out there in the space, and, and they're not sponsoring this podcast, I've worked with a, a, an organization called CyberGRX. They were recently acquired and became a company called Process Unity. 
but they're, they're a great organization that can help you with TPRM, right? That is their function. They are an aggregator of lots of different compliance and vendors. So you can get a better handle on what their risk profile is and then make intelligent decisions for your organization, how you're going to react and deal with that organization. They also take and radically decrease the amount of legwork that your compliance and risk management team needs to take and put into vet vendors that are out there. So, and they have a couple of competitors, feel free to go out there and look for them. That kind of solution makes a lot of sense to me. It's another way to empower your compliance, your risk, your security teams to be making better, more intelligence, more educated risk-based decisions for your environment. So one last thing that I wanted to talk about specifically is when you consider the size of an organization, I know that a lot of organizations that are smaller don't necessarily have you know, the wherewithal to completely change their risk profile and, and, and change their security profile to do risk management or a risk-based approach. I would argue that's not necessarily true, but those organizations that are looking to take and potentially adopt TPRM, what steps should they go through to start with? And I will actually lean on the steps that I have seen larger organizations doing to as guidance for that uh, answer. And that's the very first step is they need to have an enrollment process. They need to have a tracking process. They need to have some capability of saying, this is what we're putting in our environment. And whenever we add something new to our environment, from day one, the day that we start considering adding it to the environment, we need to start tracking the risk posture of this software service, what have you. And then we need to go through the initial assessments and make sure that, okay, what is the risk level that this service, this software brings to our organization? Do we find that an acceptable risk? If so, then we can bring the, the software on board and we start tracking to make sure that the organization stays up to date with the latest versions of the software that have the latest security updates. And, and we keep going through that life cycle and making sure that we're consistently and constantly evaluating all of our, our products. And, and I know that that sounds extremely challenging, and it is. It's going to be very challenging. That's why you need to have some sort of tracking software, all right? And, and gosh, if you, if you can't afford the tracking software, at least have like a spreadsheet or something. Something. Do something to start tracking this stuff because it'll save you so much time later especially if you realize that, oh, hey, one of these vendors that I think we use just had a, a major cybersecurity incident. What do we do now? Well, if you already have that tracking, you already know what the footprint is in your organization. You already know what version you're at, et cetera. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, again, the, just like any security initiative that you have, the, the first thing you need to do is start. And you can always take an adopt software later. You can always find third-party help to get you over the next hump whatever have you, but taking in and paying attention to your third-party risk, I think is very important. The last thing that I'll leave everybody with is understanding risk doesn't mean that you just get to accept the risk. It's one thing taking and identifying the risk. It's another thing trying to understand if you're going to mitigate it or accept it. I know so many companies just say, well, okay, now we know it, we can accept it, we can move on. Rarely is that the right choice. Unfortunately, it's the choice that a lot of companies make, but please reevaluate that choice. 
I think there are other better solutions out there to help you mitigate some of those risks if you spend a little time, do a little research to try to help you find it. With that, uh, I hope this has been helpful. Again, we're always going to do one of these Cybersecurity 101 series every once in a blue moon. The idea of understanding what this third-party risk management stuff is, TPRM, it's it's one of the, the big things in the market right now. I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great approach to security, and I hope that we've been able to shed a little bit of light on that. With that, thanks again for getting the Cybersecurity Awesomeness podcast to 1,000 downloads. And I hope that you get to hear this again next time. Thanks. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.